Hi, I'm Jo Rochelle, and this is Girl Wonder, a thoughtful and relaxing podcast that analyzes comics on Webtoon. If you want to dive deep into theories and relive some of the biggest moments in your favorite Webtoons, then you're absolutely in the right place. Sit back, relax, and we'll get started. Today on the podcast, we are discussing When Jossie Whistles by Sibelis. And ever since Isabella Levon, who has been on this podcast before, she's a wonderful musician, ever since she recommended this series to me, I have been hooked. So we are discussing a ton of big moments that happened in this comic. There were many twists and turns. I want to analyze and discuss them with you. Before we start, I want to encourage you to support the creator of this comic. There are many ways to do that, and you'll find them in the description box of this podcast episode. One way I like to support Sibelis is at Patreon, at patreon.com slash Sibelis, C-I-B-E-L-E-S. So the link to that is in the description box, and being a patron is a great way to support a webtoon artist. There's also a link to Sibelis's print shop, so if you want to check that out, the link is there for you. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Hopefully you're feeling relaxed and ready to gush over these characters and discuss the really big moments that have been happening in this comic, especially since that season one finale all the way into season two. I have just been on the edge of my seat. And if you find yourself really enjoying this podcast and are interested in getting early access to podcast episodes or possibly submitting voice messages and having your voice on the podcast, then you can join my Patreon at patreon.com slash girlwonder. The link to that is also also in the description box. And before we jump in, our top cities that have listened to this podcast the most in the last seven days are Salt Lake City, Houston, Kenner, Washington, Lancaster, Columbus, and Stratford. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. You don't know how much you mean to me. I appreciate this community so much. And without further ado, let's get into it. Let's talk about when Jossie whistles. so excited to talk to you about some really big moments that have happened in this comic, especially when it comes to Hella and Jossie's relationship. I want to start with a comment that I saw on the webtoon from Y Vanilla, who commented and said, this is by far the best webtoon I have ever had the pleasure of reading. Not only that, it has also allowed me to learn about a wonderful mythology. I love the protagonists. They are charismatic full of lights and shadows. I also love the chemistry between Jossie and Hella, and of course, the beautiful art of this story and the character designs. I could not agree more, and I want to thank Isabella Levon, whose singing voice you hear at the top of every podcast episode and you heard just now, for recommending this to me. You may have heard it when I interviewed Isabella Levon, a musician, a composer, who was on the podcast and mentioned... When Jossie Whistles to Me by Sibelis. It is so good. I love everything about it. I love the setting. I think it's beautiful. I think it's amazing that it's a story that kind of originates in Paraguay. I think the art style is absolutely gorgeous. I especially love the designs of our main couple, Hella and Jossie. And they're both delicate, you know? 
In my opinion, both characters are delicate and strong. And I think that's something so rare and so complex in the drawings of them. Like, Hela can fight, right? But she's also so beautiful and limber. And Jossie is, he's got a delicate look to him. He's a god and he is powerful. But he's also got this like long, illustrious golden hair that could be in all the shampoo commercials in the world. And I just feel like the way that they're drawn is so captivating and so special. I also love the magic system of this world. I mean, <laughs> there's a time where Jossie, as a young teenager kind of childlike being, when he was younger, he met Hella and she saw his powers and was like, oh, cool magic. And he's like, yeah, sure, you can call it that. <laughs> and here I am now being like, I love the magic system, but that is what I'm going to call it. And I do like the magic system. I like all the monsters that they fight as well. I just think it's a really incredible feat in world building from the author. And I really, really enjoy it. So before we dig in, I just want to share my overall thoughts on these two characters, Hella and Jossie. So with Hella, I adore her relationships with her family, her tribe, her grandmother, the people that she grew up with. I mean, we get so much of that backstory and it's incredible. I love that she is a young chief who wants to protect her tribe. I love that through and through, Hela is a leader. Like she has always had leadership qualities and leadership abilities. And I think it's interesting because the type of leader that she is, is the type that actually cares about her people and isn't just in it for the title and doesn't just enjoy bossing people around. Like she's not arrogant. It, the power has not gone to her head in any way. I love how Hella is determined and I'm going to talk about this more, but seeing her backstory made me want to cry. There were times where she was so emotional. She felt like she was losing everything and it made me understand her character so I love her strength. It's very admirable. And I have a question for you to ponder and consider. So early on in the comic, Jossie asked Hella, do you want your friend Rodrigo back? And then he said, let's make a deal. And he vowed to bring the human Rodrigo back to this world once the human Hella has opened the gate. So if you were Hella in this moment and you don't have your friend, and this is your childhood friend who you care deeply about, would you make this deal? I asked myself this question and I feel bad because maybe I'm not like Hella. <laughs> All those qualities that I talked about that I admire in her, do I have those in myself? She is so self-sacrificial. She's willing to do anything for the people she loves. And I, I like to think that that's me too, but I also, it's hard to just make a deal like that. And in this situation, though they did know each other, she doesn't know that they knew each other in this moment. It was a huge risk for Hella to take. So I'm asking you now, would you have taken it? And I feel like some of you are thinking like, well, Jossie is hot. So yes, I would do that to spend more time with him. <laughs> I could just imagine some of you saying that. And now my overall thoughts on Jossie Jatare. I got that pronunciation from the creator's Instagram. So if you go to Sabellus underscore art, you will be able to find a video where there is some audio that says Jossie Jatare. So that is how I'll be pronouncing his name. I won't lie. When I first started reading this, I was calling him JC in my head. And I think I've called him JC on this podcast before. So now we know. <laughs> so 
I went to Wikipedia and I did a little research into Jossie Jatare. It says that Jossie Jatare is the name of an important figure in Guarani mythology, one of the seven cursed children of Tao and Karana. All of this tracks in the comic, by the way. Chasi Jatare is one of the most important gods among the Gorani-speaking cultures of South America, especially in Paraguay. Chasi Jatare, which means literally a little piece of the moon, is unique among his brothers in that he does not have a monstrous appearance. And we see that in the comic as well. I love how his brothers are drawn, by the way. The Wikipedia goes on to say that he is usually described as being a small man or perhaps a child with light blonde hair and sometimes blue eyes. He is fair in appearance, sometimes described as even beautiful or enchanting, and carries with him a magical wand or staff. Sometimes described as a golden cane, although what clothing he wears, if any at all, does not seem to be an important part of the legend. Like most of his brothers, he dwells in the wild. Sometimes he's also viewed as a protector of hidden treasures. Jossi Jatare is also considered to be the lord of the siesta, <laughs> which I found really interesting. The traditional midday nap in many Latin American cultures. You know what? I need a siesta. <laughs> I need a siesta because I've been very hard at work with my job lately and it's been rough and I would love a refreshing siesta. Someone call Jossi for me and tell him. <laughs> When we come back from the short musical interlude, I would like to discuss some big reveals, some big moments that happened in this comic, including Jossie's heartbreaking for the first time and his journey to bring Hela back from the dead. We'll be right back. One of the first moments I want to talk about happened in episodes 44 and 45, back when Jossie asked Hela to sacrifice her life, which was a huge moment, and all of our hearts dropped. <laughs> My heart sunk, and she did. She took him up on that offer. She made good on that deal, and then he changed his mind. He was like, no, this is my human. He basically admitted to himself that he loves her and he cares about her and she is special to him. And then she died. So that was hard. When Jossie said to her, if you want to save Rodrigo, if you want to save those humans behind me, then sacrifice your life, human. It was like, oh, an arrow right to the heart. But what a quick reversal to him saying, Shortly after that, after realizing how much she means to him and her saying, she said to him, like, it's going to hurt you too, me dying, just letting you know. I mean, she was right. It was such a quick reversal for him to say, you're right. I can't sit back and watch you die. Even if you'd ruin everything I've worked for, even if you think your life matters less than every other human's, it's not less important than them. It's not less important than this eternity I've spent. But she was in his arms already dead as he was talking to her. You were too late, Jossie. And he cried. And he experienced some real heartbreak. I feel like that was a real traumatic event for him. But guess what? It was also really traumatic for Hella. Felix Elise commented about this moment in the webtoon and said, 
I'm crushed for Hella. From the start, she didn't value herself as the beautiful soul that she was. She rushed headfirst into danger for others because of her guilt. She felt like she needed to atone for her sins and allowed that to destroy her self-worth. My heart hurts for how betrayed and alone she must have felt in the moment she sacrificed herself. Oh yeah, it made my heart ache. I think when I was first reading these chapters, I went to Instagram and was like, ow, the pain. But you know it shows that the comic is really gripping and really great and we love all the characters if we're just in pain <laughs> watching them do this to each other. So one other thing that was fun to see was we got to reach beyond the gate. We got to reach the land where people are said to live forever, where people can have a timeless existence, free of old age and decay, and we get to meet more characters. And I will say out of the humans <laughs> that Hella met, Hoppo is one of my favorite humans in the story. Really love Hoppo. So in episodes 60 to 61... JC and Hella's past, like the first time they ever met, was revealed. It was hinted at heavily throughout the entire comic, but in these chapters or these episodes, we were able to see how it actually happened. So the fact that Jossie asked Hella to be his life mate when they were younger, wow, did I love this episode. It made me smile from ear to ear. I mean, that explains the mark that she always saw on her hand, you know? And he also healed her bird. I like how Hella saw him in that moment and she saw how weak and vulnerable he was and was still there for him. Like I said before, she is a compassionate leader. That's who she is. Here are some interesting bits of dialogue from this moment. Jossie says to her, your human emotions create strong attachments, so strong that they have the power to make you stop wanting to live. No emotions means no attachment. That's exactly his philosophy in life, you know? He saw emotions as a weakness, and Hella's the exact opposite. She was like, I don't understand. How are you telling me to stop loving something or someone? How? You know, they could not be more different in their emotions and how they express them or don't express them or value them or don't value them. They're very opposite in that way. And I think Hella definitely influenced Jossie when it came to this. And now, back when they first met, it wouldn't be Jossie and Hella if they weren't coming up with a deal or a contract because he asks, what are you willing to give for that bird's life? And Hella loves this bird, Pora. She loves her bird and she can't afford to lose one more thing that's important to her. She's just not in that mindset. She does not want to accept that this bird is dead or dying. And seeing that, Jossie's like, well, I can make a contract with you because that's something he seems to do a lot. <laughs> that is a part of his life plan here. So when he does ask, what are you willing to give for that bird's life? Hella says anything. And she's a child here. But I also want to talk to her about her negotiation skills because anything is a lot. Hella, <laughs> that is so much. Don't say anything when someone's like, what would you give me for that? You got to start low and work your way up. Anything is as high up as it can go. Like that's just giving him anything. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> jokes aside, the point is Hella has always been like this. I mean, Jossie calls her reckless because it is. His request though, in this particular deal slash contract is share your time with me. Become my human mate. 
and you can share your growing time with me. Wow, their lives have been connected for a long time. But speaking of Hella's personality, (laughs) she just goes, let's do it. Like pretty much right away. Even Jossie was like, that was fast. (laughs) He didn't have to do very much convincing. She was down for the cause. She was okay with this. And so one thing that happened once he started to make this deal and contract while he's intertwined with the tree, which was such great artistry, by the way, I really enjoyed the panels here and how it was drawn. He, He talked about the blood, you know, how he didn't need sacrifices. It was his blood that he was using to make it happen. And how he had a ton of injuries that just made me so sad that all of his injuries are producing the blood in that panel. I felt so sad for him. I mean, Jossie admitted even to Hella that he was born from parents like that weren't great. So this is it. This is his life. He says to her, save me, Hella, from this doomed fate of mine. And she quickly responds, I'll save you. And that is Hella in a nutshell. And that is a good thing. But I also think this comic does a great job of showing the flaws of that kind of thinking where she'll save anyone, save anything, and no matter the cost, because sometimes the cost is extremely high and Hella doesn't have to do this all alone. Another thing we see here is that he broke off half of his heart and gave it to Hella and then gave a little bit of his heart to the bird. <laughs> and so the bird's going to live for a long time, <laughs> but so would Hella, right? If she didn't give up her life later, (laughs) she would have lived a long, long time, right? There's just something I love about Hela getting half of his heart, about him breaking off half of his heart for his life mate. It's just romantic. For those of you who've ever seen Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is one of the best animes out there in my opinion, there's a moment where a character says, give me half of your life and I'll give you half of mine, because that's like the concept of equivalent exchange in alchemy, but it's so romantic. And I love that. So I thought of that when I saw him break off half of his heart for Hela. And it was symbolic. It was beautiful, like a jewel, like a jewel on a necklace we've seen many times before. So Hela promises to come back, but we know she never did. And that makes a lot of sense because Jossie does feel like humans break their promises and they're not true to their word. And maybe that came from this moment here. One thing that was really nice to see was Hella waking up like she can be revived. It is not over for her. She's going to make it. But also she doesn't have the will to live. And that's heartbreaking. I want to share three comments with you from the comment section about these moments that I just discussed. Jennifer Villalobos commented and said, so he was actually kissing his wife this whole time. (laughs) I love that comment. Nada Short commented and said, not Rodri taking Jossie's life mate necklace. Tia Koe probably had something to do with the two weeks Hella was unconscious, and it's probably why she can't remember anything about Jossie. I agree with these theories. Those feel like the most common theories that I've seen, but also the most likely. Felix Elise commented and said, Sibelis has dropped hints on the necklace since chapter one. Notice the small details of Rodri wearing it first, the whistles starting as soon as he propositioned Hella for marriage to go with him to the city, and then her waking up in bed with the necklace on. He was so upset when she told him it was Rodri's necklace too. It belongs to you. 
I would love to see Jossie's point of view from the first chapter. He's clearly always cared about her. I agree with this commenter. I want to see that too. And I think it's so fun that we can look back all the way to the first chapter and now see it through new eyes and see it through like the discovery that they were life mates. I need to reread this entire comic knowing that Jossie and Hella are life mates. They are bound to be together forever and they're sharing their time with each other. When we come back, we are talking about some of the mysteries that have yet to be solved in When Jossie Whistles, like Rodrigo. Rodrigo, where are you? We'll be right back. question for you. When you first met Rodrigo in the comic, early, early on, as Hella's best friend, as someone who definitely had feelings for her, did you ship them? I think there had to be a part of me who did. Like, he's not bad to look at. Rodrigo's really cute. (laughs) But then Jossie came into the picture and just like, was Hella's everything for quite some time. If Rodrigo were to show up again, especially now that they're in the place where he should be, Do you think a love triangle would happen? Think about it for a second. Is that a possibility? We've been talking a lot about how Jossie and Hella are life mates, though. She has half of his heart. (laughs) So maybe Rodrigo doesn't have a chance, but maybe his feelings for Hella are still there or even stronger. And I wonder if they'll go unrequited. What do you think? And where do you think he is? And is he okay? Because I'm concerned about him. Is he fully intact? Is his body all right? (laughs) And also, did his curse get lifted? Can we talk about his bleeding eyes for a second? I always thought that was such a cool part of the story. And he was talking about the curse. And I think there was a time in the show Heroes where there was a brother and a sister who both had eyes that bled. And I think when that happened, they killed everybody around them. And that was kind of like their power, but it was more like a curse. And people were like, something's wrong with you guys. (laughs) Does anyone remember that from the show Heroes a long, long time ago? I remember them. (laughs) And that's kind of what Rodrigo's condition reminded me of. Though I don't think it murders anybody. It does kind of like bleed from his eyes. And what about Rodri's mother, Tia Koe? It was revealed that she had a contract with Jossie. He said she would open the gate for me and I'd bring her son here. That's why Rodri has to be where they are. (laughs) It, It has to happen. They'll encounter each other, I think. But what about his mother? There are some actions that she's done here that are very secretive. And I don't think she's a villain. But sometimes I feel like she's just making all these choices and running around and doing all these things. And we don't necessarily know beyond her motivation of keeping her son safe and lifting this curse, I don't know if we can actually trust her when it comes to Hella, when it comes to Jossie even. I'm excited to see more of her. And I want to see more of Jossie's parents as well. We have seen glimpses and I'm excited to see more interactions with Tao especially. Once again, I find it so fascinating to see Jossie interact with his brothers. I think it's written so well. I think it's drawn so well. I really, really enjoy it. And even more so, 
the romance between Jossie and Hella. We've gotten some great kisses, wonderful, like, I'm going to hold you in my arms moments, especially now that Hella is so weak and doesn't have the will to live anymore. What is going to bring that back for her is a big question that the comic is posing because Hella's life philosophy has been, I mean, Jossie said it himself when he didn't even know she was dying in the moment, but he said that she values her life as less than others, basically. She will put others before herself every time. And I wonder if in her character development over the course of the comic, Hella might find herself also valuing her life a lot, also being kind to herself and, you know, every once in a while putting herself first while still being the great leader that she is. We'll have to see. And there you have it. That is our first podcast episode that is dedicated to When Jossie Whistles by Sibelis. And if you like early access to podcast episodes or just want to support the podcast, you can do that at patreon.com slash girlwonder. All right, let's wrap this up. Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Wonder. We currently have no sponsors, so here's a shout out to a random listener instead. This week's shout out goes to Rogue Ally on Instagram. Thank you for listening to the podcast. New episodes of Girl Wonder are uploaded on Saturdays. I am Joe Rochelle, and we will talk again next week. Bye. Bye.